Ultra. Back to the Doctor's Companion presents Doctor Who: The Long Way Round, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one Doctor at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli, and I'm Cass Fredrickson. Today on the show, we'll be discussing Robot of Sherwood, the Twelfth Doctor's third story, first produced in 2014. Yep, eight years ago. Boom, clap, sound of my heart. Insane. <laughs> um, completely insane. Uh, so here's the problem with this, um, with the Capaldi era. Uh, all of that background material that I get for all the other stuff, there hasn't been enough time and there's nothing. Um, it's like, <laughs> it's all of my research I pull up and it's just crickets. And uh, so that is that is the unfortunate thing about revisiting uh, the Capaldi era is I don't get all the the juicy goss that I usually have. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I remember about Robot of Sherwood, I don't know if you guys remember this, but eight years ago uh, when this was getting ready, preparing to air, there was that big snafu with the leaked episode, the black and white episode cuts with no special effects that got leaked like a month before the season started. And this was one of those episodes. Um, there was like work think, prints that got leaked. I don't think I ever heard about that. No. I oh, yeah. That at all. So they were all over the Internet and people were like, this he's the worst doctor and this is the worst era of the show and this is going to be a disaster. And that was what was feeding into the fir- the the lead up to the premiere of Deep Breath was everyone being like this era is garbage. Um, because they had watched these like leaked work prints that are in black and white with no special effects. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I remember that being a a big deal and, and people pointing at this one in particular and being like, this is dog shit. This is a terrible episode. And, uh, also notable though, is that the, um, uh, the, the, I guess there's like a scene where like the sheriff gets his head cut off. Um, and that was in the work print that was in the episode that they shot, but they removed it because this was also when that, um, that guy, uh, got caught by ISIS and got, got decapitated on camera. Um, that happened around the release of this episode. And so they oh cut God. out the decapitation cause they were like, that seems like it's in poor taste. Despite the fact that like in the show, the point of it was like to show that he was a robot too. So like Mm. he was going to get his head cut off and be like, yeah, see, he's a robot too. But they were still like, ah, but he looks human and it's too much. And I was confused in the episode because I don't think they replaced that. And now I don't think there is a scene where we definitively learned that the sheriff is a robot. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like they refer to it like it's presumed knowledge, and I was like, "Wait, what? The, he's a robot too." Yeah, yeah. So that was that was what was cut out. 
um, of that was in the work print. You can see it online. There's people have put that scene online. Um, but it's in black and white with no special effects. Um, so, <laughs> um, anyway, that's it. That's Robert Sherwood. Uh, you know, written by Mark Gatiss because of course it is. Um, it's a lot campier than most of his outings. And I appreciate that aspect of it. Um, I still think the best thing that he's ever done for Doctor Who is an adventure in space and time. I don't think he's ever going to write anything better than that for Doctor Who. Um, But, uh, and I don't love this episode, but I think I enjoyed it a lot more this time than watching it the first time through where I kind of hated this episode. um, If I remember correctly. Uh, I still don't, I still don't love it, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's watchable. So what do you guys think? (laughs) I, yeah, I remember the three of us not really liking this one the first time around. Um, it's Mm -hmm. funnier than I remember it being. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I have some problems with it still. It's not like a complete uh turnaround but uh i i love jenna coleman as clara <laughs> and like it was so nice to see her again <laughs> like she's mm-hmm. great in this i really like capaldi um it's like very early days capaldi so i think he's still like figuring out what he's doing but like i kind of i like him being like weird and snippy and grumpy up until a point i think this i think it goes a little too far in this episode um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was enjoyable to watch. I liked it a lot more than I did the first time. Yeah. Nick? I also remember being very down on this one back in 2014. Um, like I, I just remember being really, yeah, like maybe at the time, just kind of like, what are we doing guys? Like what, what's the plan here? Mm-hmm. Um, or I didn't find it amusing at the time. I was, <laughs> My patience for its tomfoolery was short. <laughs> <laughs> and and with this one, this time, yeah, like I, I kind of just found myself along for the ride and enjoying the the Coleman and Capaldi of it all. And also because, you know, all three of us just regularly just dunk on Gatiss. Yeah. On this show. Um, I found myself really like, oh, you know, he's playing the hits and He's having fun with the game of what if Doctor Who teamed up with Robin Hood. And yeah, there is a sense of fun to this episode that I found much more infectious than I did back in 2014. Mm. Yeah, I I um, I think it's also important to note that at the time, you know, it's interesting. The cast was like, oh, I just I love Clara and I'm so happy. to I'm so happy to see her again. And but like at the time. We all were like, what the hell is with this Clara chick? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about this. I... Um, we were all, we were all sort of like, because this was right off of the end of the Matt Smith era where her quote unquote character was annoyingly like obtuse. Um, and just felt like a Moffat's greatest hits of female characters. I, I remember specifically, I don't remember when the switch happened, but it was like pretty, Pretty early on, I think it was Listen. Like, I think it's the next Capaldi episode where I'm like, okay, I actually yeah. like Clara. But, like, because my problem with Clara is 
Moffat treated her like a concept. Mm-hmm. And uh, at first, like with Matt Smith, but with like Capaldi, she's like a character instead of yeah. just like a plot device in the shape of a pretty girl, you know? Right, right. She, the, and it was also like the one-two punch of like doing that, but then also not paying it off in any interesting way whatsoever. It was yeah. just like, and now we're moving on. She's a character now. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> and like coming off of like the pawns, it was like what, like she seemed like it was like, well, what, why she isn't that much different from Amy. Like, why did we need to get rid of the pawns? Like, what is this character bringing to the table? Right. And this was kind of the start. It was immediate. I think by deep breath, it was like, Oh, cool. I think I think they're trying to make her more of it. I like her natural chemistry with Capaldi more than Smith. Yes. Totally. Um, and like Definitely. it's all uphill from here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And so it was a combination of that. We we were like iffy about Clara and then we didn't know what the hell Capaldi was doing. And so I think we were all just sort of like, I don't have anything to hold on to. I don't know. And then it's a Gatiss episode on top of that. And so we were and, just like, there's nothing here. <laughs> and we were coming right off, off of it. <laughs> and we were coming off of that really shitty Dalek episode, too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It was just like, not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, an early observation I had, I don't know, because, like, you know, you're, you're never aware of what trends are while they're happening. So. Mm-hmm. You know, Clara's costume in this at first in the TARDIS, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a that that's Clara. That's a lady. That's a girl in the present. And watching it now, it's like, gosh, she is like the most 2014, like, we yeah. <laughs> kind of Tumblr aesthetic. <sighs> yeah. But one day she would grow up to be Joanna Constantine and steal all of our hearts all over again. Um <laughs> Uh, I will I will say that I have a bone to pick with this episode um, in that I would like uh, Cass and Nick right now to go and Google uh, a Tom Riley, the the actor who plays Robin Hood, who is stupid hot, stupid hot. And they do him a disservice in this by putting him in a dumb wig, a fake beard. And it is a. Yeah, Cass's mouth just Holy. dropped open. Oh my god, he's so hot. <laughs> he is insanely hot, and I'm like, what are they do? What did they do to him? Wow. <laughs> yeah, the beard. He's got a great beard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, who is this guy? Oh, Da Vinci's Demons. Yeah, uh, there. He's married to Lizzie Kaplan. Um, Lizzie Kaplan's from, husband from Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. I, I think every I think every if you were a UK actor and you were alive in 09, I think you had to be in St. Trinian's 2, The Legend of Fritton's Gold. I I think you're right about that. I actually do think you're right about that. <laughs> um but yeah, I was I I I was like what is, like I was just watching this and I was like I don't what is with this fake this stupid fake bad wig and this bad fake beard and then I was like what is this guy what has this guy done and I just like googled him and saw him and I was like what Whoa. the fuck did you guys do <laughs> Yeah no yeah. his costume is not great it looks like a really discount like Carrie Elwes like Robin Hood you know like that's the aesthetic yeah. they were going for, but then like why would why would you get an actor as beautiful as him and then do that to him? Oh my god, wow, yeah, uh-huh. and it's a it's a shame because you know when uh, 
when they arrive at Sherwood Forest and like the doctor meets Robin Hood, like, you know, a minute before Clara comes in and Clara is just completely fangirling. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't quite buy it because it's like, yeah, like Cass said, he kind of looks like a discount, like Knott's Berry Farm Robin Hood. Yeah. <laughs> like if he was like gorgeous, he'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah, this is kind of funny. You could get why the doctor's like, oh, God, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, so, uh, skipping around the concept of Robin Hood being a historical person <laughs> who actually existed. Um, and the argument against that, I love the line of like, you can't see why I would want to believe in like this, like imaginary, like crazy thing. Like, I like that bit where she's like referencing him, mm-hmm. um, referencing the doctor. Uh, but what I, I'm just, so like the idea is that the ship did make him right or made him a reality, but now he just is real. Is that I don't the know. The concept? I honestly okay. don't know. I, um, I can't figure it out. And I, I think like that. the point, like, the thing that I would do to clear it up is when he's having the sword fight with uh, the sheriff and he gets, uh, like, nicked on the arm. And, like, we don't see him bleed. And, like, he doesn't make, like, a point of it. So, like, if you see him, like, definitively bleed or if you, like, have a shot where he looks down he sees that he's a robot and has to like deal with that. I think is way more interesting than like what we got in the third act of the episode. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. That's, that's one of my problems. I think with it's, it. it ends on this sweet kind of, I, cause I think what Mark Gatiss was trying to say, or like his kind of thesis is like the doctor and Robin Hood share this moment at the end where, uh, they, it's like, you know what? I think you're just, we're just as real. You're just as real as I am, or I'm just as real as you. Mm-hmm. And I think what Gatiss is trying to say, argue, is that now the doctor is just as real to the people of Great Britain and significant to their culture as Robin Hood. Right. Yes. Which is like, oh, cool. Because like you're, you're, you're the guy who would write an adventure of space and time. Like clearly this character means a lot to you. Right. But like getting there is like so confusing and you're like wait no but i actually wouldn't know if he's a robot or not like yeah yeah like like i appreciate the metaphor or the allegory or whatever like i really like the thesis statement of the episode but the actual story that you're presenting is baffling (laughs) as a result like i think that there there had to have been a cleaner way to present this um than that i do however really love the patrick troughton cameo um i think Mm. that's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and and i like it as again it goes back to your thesis nick of being like the doctor and robin hood are are like the same at the same level of great britain now so however what better way to show that than have a doctor playing robin hood like show that image of patrick trout and dressed up as robin hood um so i just i really love that did you know that he was the He's apparently the first person to ever play Robin Hood on screen, Patrick really? Troughton. That's awesome. Yeah, apparently. Like, I think there's been, probably been, like, plays and, like, things like that. But, like, the first time he'd ever been depicted, like, on screen, um, it was it was played by Patrick Troughton. He was the very first Robin Hood. That's so cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think, you know, you mentioned a, a, a negative of the episode being like, where, where is like, he's kind of uh, the prickliness of 12, mm-hmm. like, 
he kind of stays in like sourpuss mode the whole episode mm-hmm. to a fault. I th- mm-hmm. I think the one glimpse of like the twelve we would all come to know and love, the kind of like chaos grandpa wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> is the uh the this is my spoon like duel. Yeah. Yeah. But I oh. but I I agree, but I also feel like in this episode there's something missing in it that isn't it's not quite there. I think you're right, but also they haven't quite figured it out yet of like how he does these chaos wizard things, you know? <laughs> yeah. It almost feels out of character based on like what we have to know about this guy at this mm-hmm. point, which is that he's not silly at all. He's very serious and he takes things very seriously. Skeptical. Yeah. He's very skeptical. Yeah. I think, I think that the, cause I love the sword fight with the spoon, um, but I think it happens too early in the episode. Like, mm-hmm. I think I think we'd like appreciate it more if like we've been in this little slice of this world for a little longer. And then the doctor's like, oh, I got a sword fight. I got a spoon, you know? Yeah. 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 I, 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 to I, me. I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, because oh, after this, they just argue. The yeah. Whole episode. Right. So right. if there was a fight in the middle of it to show that things had escalated to a point. Mm-hmm. That would have been right. Right. Um, I, I think for me, the 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 part of this episode where I, we get that Capaldi that we all know and love um, to me, that glimpse is the um, the archery contest and then the revelation that he cheated. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I, I mean, I cheated. I didn't <laughs> I don't actually know how to do that. <laughs> I think that that was like pretty that felt like Capaldi, like in a way where he's like, well, obviously I cheated. Like, I don't I, don't, I can't do that. Come on. Um, I just I think that's I thought that was a really fun revelation um i wish it was the revelation had come in a more off the cuff manner versus like almost like a dick measuring contest manner but whatever that's neither here nor there um (laughs) the moffat loves uh competitive men he just finds it really funny for some reason um the uh remember the dueling sonics and day of the doctor That plays very similarly to the sword and the spoon, but in like a in like an opposite way, where the doctor is just being like, "Oh, cool, you have a a, a sword." Well, like you know, I don't need to be that impressive. I can beat you with a spoon. You know, is it's like the same context of the joke, but also like goes in a different direction because it's like the opposite of a dick measuring contest. Mm-hmm. But then the archery contest is literally like. <laughs> dick measuring 101 um <laughs> i don't know uh what uh what uh Cass, what did you think of the what would turn out to be the marion arc like the twist it's fine i wish she had more to do in the episode like because mm. we see her at the beginning kind of and then she kind of disappears she helps that one guy and then the doctor finds her and then that's it um I had forgotten about the Marion twist. And so at the time I just thought, what a miserable arc for a character. Yeah. Just sees her dad die, sees a random guy die, and then just like escapes into the masses. Do do you guys find Clara's fangirl 
like fan fandom of Robin Hood like odd and out of character. I just it feels like it comes out of nowhere. And she's like, yeah, I'm actually obsessed with Robin Hood. I've never spoken about this before, and I'll never talk about it after this. But love Robin Hood so much. Um, whereas, like, I actually think... Now, here's here's a controversial thought. <laughs> Remember that episode of Sherlock where they randomly do, like, like, o- like old-timey Sherlock? The Baskervilles like one? It was, a New Year's special. Yeah, no, no, no. It was like old time. He had like the hat, and it was like old timey. It was oh. like it took place in the olden days. Yes. Um, yeah, and it was that's crazy. There's twelve Sherlock's in existence, and there's like one that me and Cass are like, wait, what? No, that I, I mean, I didn't watch. Until yeah, yeah. So th- I didn't watch past season one, so I know of it. Okay. It was, it was, it was a New Year special, and it was like Moffat. Moffat's argument in the episode was like. If I remember, it was like it was it was very similar to listen in that like listens like sort of allegorical message was like about him as a showrunner and as a writer and him coming to terms with how he treats like fandom and et cetera, et cetera. And it was a similar argument, but I think it was about how he treats female characters. Really good episode, maybe one of the best episodes of Sherlock, but it was like a New Year's special and it was like, you know, like uh, Watson had the mustache and it was all oh. it took place in the 1800s. And it was he had the hat like Sherlock had the hat. It was like the whole thing. Um, yeah, do you remember I, now? I, I do remember this one. The mystery of this was really good. It was like, yeah, a, a secret cult. There was like impossible murders. And there was like a secret uh, organization underground led by like like women that had been become tired of society. And yes. And, and Sherlock at the end, Sherlock felt bad for solving the mystery because he like empathized with like the, the plight of the villains. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really good episode, uh, of, of Sherlock. Here's my controversial thought. This would have lit Tumblr on fire, but (laughs) I think this should be, I think this should have been that episode, but with the doctor involved and Clara being like a big Sherlock Holmes fan where it's like, Oh, that totally makes sense that you would love the doctor then because it's like, yeah, he's like basically like Sherlock and you can have like those characters mixing it up for an episode. Mark Gatiss writing the episode would be fine because he co-created Sherlock. I think this should have been the Sherlock crossover event should have been this episode. Like the cold <laughs> open of like it's like the doctor steps out. It's like it's like misty. It's like a, a cobblestone street. And it's like uh, maybe a, maybe a, a bad guy bumps into the doctor. He's like, "You're an idiot! He's getting away!" And then it's like Benedict Cumberbatch in the deerstalker hat with the magnifying glass. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. If that happened, I would have quit the podcast. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I would. No, no. You I, I no. hate. I do not like Sherlock at all. I think I would have just stopped <laughs> watching. It's like, okay, I got back into Doctor Who. You know, I love Scott and Nick, and then like <laughs> this shit. <laughs> I I think that's I think it makes way more sense than Robin Hood. It doesn't her her fangirling of Robin Hood doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, it just I don't I don't it doesn't have anything to do with anything, and it never think, comes up again. I think and the like, logistical just, I the logistical problem of Sherlock is that like because of where it you know because when Sherlock Holmes was invented, it's much easier to prove that he's a fictional character as opposed to like Robin Hood because like those legends are like I hundreds see. of years old. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
that's a key distinction because Clara in this episode is not just a fan of Robin Hood. She wants to go back in time and meet Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the doctor's like, wait, you're a, you're a, you're a teacher, right? <laughs> yeah. No, and, and I know. And that's, and I, I gotta be honest, I'm a hundred percent on the doctor's side in this. I'm like, no, this is, this is a stupid thing for a grown woman to believe. Um, <laughs> and I, I just don't, I don't, I just don't buy it. I don't like it at all. I don't like how stupid Clara is. It's just like, oh, like, I just like fairy tales. Ooh, like, it's just like, that's a fucking real. It's Robin Hood. It's fake. He's not real. Or, even if it was like, uh, Oh, like, oh, Clara, it's your turn to pick. Where do you want to go this week? And Clara's like, you know what? I've always wanted to find out what, like, the origins of the Robin Hood myth are. Yeah. Some people say that he's inspired. There was a Robin of Loxley or there was an Earl of Loxley. You're like, like, let's go find out. But it's like, yeah, like the kind of like moon eyed, like, I want to shake his hand and tell him thanks. Yeah. 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 I want to sit on Santa's lap. I want to believe in Santa Claus. It's just, it's so silly. I don't want it's out of character too, because, oh, please. Oh, at the end of this season, we have that episode with like Santa Claus. So like, is that the end of this season? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the end of this season. But it's also like, isn't he not real or or like not real with a twinkle in his eye? Kind yeah, of? yeah. Same thing. Yeah. They do the same thing where you find out like, like I'm a construct created by the plot. Like right. I'm only happening now because of the, the plot happening. But also maybe I'm kind of real. You never know. Wink, mm-hmm. wink, Merry Christmas. Right, right. But that's charming. Like that's like fine. This the, is yeah. annoying. <laughs> <laughs> this is confusing and annoying. <laughs> I don't know. Cuz cuz I also, I also remember- just think it would be a clearer distinction of Sherlock because it's like, well yeah, of course Sherlock's not real, but then it's like you don't have to have the the lead up to it. You just have the cold open. They're in the 1800 in the 19th century. Like they always they 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 do that all the time, right? Yeah. Um he met a version of Clara in the 19th century. So like you they're just in the 19th century like always. They do the thing that Nick said and then it's like, wait, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes isn't real. What the hell's going on right, here? Right, right, right. Then that's an interesting message. Like that's an interesting story, I think. But then you can have Clara be like Wait, could Sherlock be re- I I love Sher- I love Sherlock Holmes. I read Sherlock Holmes stories all the time as a little girl and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. You know, cuz you could still have that, but also her being as baffled as he is yeah, about Sherlock yeah. Holmes suddenly being real, I think is interesting. Or also kind of in a different it's it's a little different because then it's like I know Sherlock Holmes isn't real, but I love Sherlock Holmes and he's right in front of me. Right. This is like a fantasy yeah. comes. Like, I get to like solve a mystery with Sherlock. Holmes. And also, you could get Claire to be like, "I'm sorry, Mr. Holmes. I just wanted to let you know that, like, I just, I, you know, I've read about your adventures and blah 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 blah." And he some, says something pithy and assholey, like, like Benedict Cumberbatch always does. And then she just like, Sherlock Holmes is kind of an asshole. <laughs> like, <he> just you know, <laughs> and like they just get to comment on their own show a little bit. Like, mm. I think that could have been fun. I don't know. Um. Cast would have quit for one episode. One episode. I that's yeah. like that's like too fan wanky. I don't know. I gotta draw the line somewhere. Sure. <laughs> and then the Winchesters show up. <laughs> no. I do I draw the line at Winchesters, but <laughs> oh Hulak, yes. Super Hulak, no. Uh, uh... <laughs> 
last week we were talking about uh trolley mike moffat episode titles and i think super hulak would be an all-timer right <laughs> <laughs> that would have been an all-timer yes 100 <laughs> percent. and they have he has to bend over backwards to make that make sense in the episode <laughs> To figure out how you would come to an episode title like that. Oh my god! Uh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway. Um. So. So yeah, I think it's I think it's a confusing episode. Uh, in terms of like, I I love the thematic argument that it's making, but I think the execution of it is very muddled. Mm. Um and forces Clara to sort of be a different character for an episode a little bit. Um, I don't know. I don't, it's odd, but it's fun. Like it's, it's a fun, it's a fun episode. Like it's, it's fun. Um, one, but I'll never forgive them for what they did to Tom Riley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One other thing that I was kind of struggling with this time um, was I could not get over how much the actor that is playing the sheriff of Nottingham looks like Anthony Ainley. Like, so I was just like, man, I just wish this was like a master story or something. Like, I it was very distracting mm-hmm. to me. Yep. If the master was disguised as Robin Hood. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> If that would have been, that would have completely, like, look, I know, like, I love Missy and we're, like, on, yes, on yes. that train right now, currently. But, like, if if Tom Riley's Robin Hood, when they left, he's like, starts cackling and taking off his beard and his wig and he's the master, holy shit. I think we would be, yeah. All-timer. We, we would love this episode so much. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, you just got played, Doctor. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> I like the idea that there's times that he is, he is. You just got played, Doctor, and the Doctor will never even know about it. Mm-hmm. I love, yeah, that would be amazing. A whole season of the Master being in disguise in various disguises, but never reveals it to the Doctor. Just us, the audience, at the end of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, um, what did we think of Clara's uh, we got a cool companion costume change her like Ren Fair dress it's a good dress I think yes love it right? yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I like Ten's look too we were 12 we were still in like stripped down punk rock rebel time lord era with like mm-hmm. the t-shirt and the jacket That's over true. it yeah, that's good. Um, I love, I love the look of uh, this era. Yeah, I don't think it was a t-shirt though. Now that I think about it, I don't. I think it was like still a button down. Yeah, it was still the button down, all the buttoned all the way up with no tie. That mm-hmm. was still his look. It's like deep breath was the starting point, and then it's just getting further and further away from yeah. like owl library. Yeah, <laughs> listen introduces the sweater. The sweater look, the the sort of like galaxy sweater that he wears, the holy black galaxy sweater. That's mm-hmm. that with the hoodie is probably my favorite look. Like that's, ah, oh, I love the hoodie. I love him in the hoodie. It's the best. Um, this sort of like little more like upper, like uppity sort of look that he has early on 
um, I, de- I don't like as much. Uh, I, I love when he starts to loosen up. I think mm-hmm. that's the best look for him. Sure. Especially with his hair, this high and tight thing. Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting, though, because, you know, we go back to Matt Smith with season five and it was like out the gate. Everyone just was on board with who this guy was and mm-hmm. his look and his vibe. And not, not that he didn't grow. But, yeah, like the part, part of you watching 12's era is like him watching him find himself and relax into the role over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trying to redeem uh, Six's arc, character arc that they were trying to give him that they didn't execute at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we're, you know, that, that was the plan was to give him like a character arc um, for the first time ever. And that's I think that's what they're trying to do here. And it's interesting. It's just that it's a bummer to not like love the doctor right away. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's something that I always look forward to. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been like two doctors in a row now where like I don't I'm not immediately on board with them. Um, so do you do you think that we appreciate this one more in hindsight because we've seen like the evolution of him and like, you know, looking back, we're just like, oh, 12 is great. Yeah, I think so. I think that's how I feel. I don't know. I think so, too. It'll be interesting when we presuming that we at least enjoy or like are satisfied <laughs> by power of the doctor. Uh-huh. Like, you know, or, you know, if we are able because okay, let's say we don't like power of the doctor. Let's say it's like total like just Chibnall, like spy fall or whatever. And like, you know, and and then and then when we go back to 13 and we watch like Kerblam, or we watch the the girl who the woman who fell to earth or we watch mr big versus the spiders like uh-huh. will it like not age well because we know it ultimately doesn't go anywhere. get better yeah i don't know <sighs> i'm nervous I have, like, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous. I have conflicting feelings about rewatching her era um, anytime oh, soon. Honestly, oh, okay, yeah, anytime soon. I mean, like, we yeah. can't. We, we, you know, we have to. We have to. Yeah, stay the course. Yeah, it's and not like, like she has that many episodes to watch. To be mm. honest, <laughs> and like for me personally, I mean, I never, I, ne- I don't think I ever disliked. I don't know if I, I, I don't know what my least favorite episode. I mean, yeah, I do. It's the Battle of Brian Rice Court of Colos, but. <laughs> Like, that's not terrible to me. Mm. Like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see in a couple of years. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so I think that about wraps this up, right? Do we have any other closing thoughts on Robot of Sherwood before I I bring this season into into a close, into a landing? So. Good. Good group of merry men. Oh, yeah. That's true. I like the merry Will, men. Will Scarlet, Briar Tuck. Mm-hmm. The one with the loot. All those guys. <laughs> yeah, the one with the loot. <laughs> that whole gang. Um so 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 that ends uh season nine of Long Way Around. Uh we're we're taking this into a landing just before Power Power of the Doctor airs, presumably around um the rumor I'm hearing is the twenty third of October. Um, so somewhere sometime this month, then we'll record an episode about that naturally. Um, and then 
unless there's a surprise, uh, I, I assume we're not getting a holiday special this year, um, which I think will be the first time in. Well, no, because they skipped that one for Spyfall because they made Spyfall. The, they cheated and made Spyfall the holiday special, right. the, the New Year's special. But um, yeah, so uh, unless there's like a big surprise at the end of the episode and they, they shot a Christmas special um you know on stages under under <laughs> under cover of night um <laughs> uh, i don't think we're getting a, a christmas special this year um i think if they so if pres- they like it's just like the doctor will return and whatever i think i would be able to hear your scream from like all the way across the country scott cuz you would just like <laughs> lose your mind yeah no i would i would lose my mind if if david tennant gets another Chris, a post-regeneration Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, no, I would, I would, that would be truly the most exciting thing Russell T. Davies could ever do is have <laughs> secretly filmed a Christmas special. I would, I, yeah. Bananas. Oh my God. The doctor will return this Christmas. I would be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Um, anyway. Uh, so maybe you'll hear my excitement for that in the next episode um, that we cover. Uh, you get like Nick I, Frost Santa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, so, okay. So, um, we will be back with series 10, I think a lot sooner than the break we took between eight and nine. Um, and that is predominantly because guys see season 10 of the long way around. There is no chance in hell. We will ever have a better season of this show, ever. Really? Um, this is this is an absolute just banger, banger after banger after banger. Okay, so this is season ten of the long way around. Long way around. We start with the first Doctor story, Planet of the Giants. Oh shit! Which is yeah, which is our crew on a on you guessed it, a Planet of the Giants, but. Best of all, it's only like two or three parts. Yeah, it's like it's three parts. Really short. It's like three parts. Extremely short. So it it rocks. It's so fun, and it's also only three episodes long. Um, uh, and it exists, which is another. Thing. Oh wow! Yeah. So, right off the bat, we're we're starting off strong with Planet <laughs> of the Giants. Then, uh, then we go to the second Doctor, and we are introduced. Um, to the Ice Warriors, uh, which is another excellent episode, yes. excellent story from the Second Doctor, um, and introduces the Ice Warriors. Um, you, uh, Nick, you'll finally get to see a good Ice Warriors story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's that. Then the Third Doctor, Day of the Daleks, um, which is basically like. The third Doctor and the Daleks are involved in like a Terminator story with an alternate future. It is so awesome, um, <laughs> so so good, uh, and and includes my favorite moment of the third Doctor, bar none. Full stop. No other moment beats this. This is like the epitome of the third Doctor to me. Happens in this story. Interesting. Um, it involves a glass of brandy, and it is. It, it kills. It's the best. <laughs> um, so, Day of the Daleks. Then, uh, this this one's going to make, <laughs> the title of this one's going to make Nick raise his eyebrows, but it's not that one. Um, this is my favorite fourth Doctor story. 
and it is a story called The Brain of Morbius. Um, absolute banger. The Brain of Morbius, not that Morbius. It's Morbin time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it is Morbin time. Uh, it is Morbin time. Uh, brain of Morbin time. Um, this is a. This is the most gothic this era gets. Um, it is a gothic like sci-fi story, and it is Ooh. the coolest shit ever. You're gonna love it, Nick. Um, it's my favorite Fourth Doctor story. Uh, brain, yes, um, Brain of Morbius. Then uh, Fifth Doctor, Modern Undead. Super, super great, solid Fifth Doctor story. We get a new companion. Um, we get the Brigadier. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Good shit. Um, so, Modern Undead. Then, uh, obviously, the Sixth Doctor, we're continuing with Trial of the Time Lord, with Terror of the Vervoids. But, like, hey, look, it's not great, but it's better than the last one. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's at least that. And it's the introduction of Mel, so you get your first... Your first retaste i guess nick of mel mm-hmm. um mel bush uh and we we get her um very uh, telling... finally a piece yes uh <laughs> we get we get a lot of mel telling the sixth doctor that he should go on a diet um for his health uh there's there's a lot of that in this one um but you know it's still it's still better, better, than than the la- yeah. Yeah, better than the last one. Um, so there's at least that. Um, and then on the other side of that, we're like, it's just the last two episodes. And so then it's like, we're done, which will be really nice. Um, then we have uh, the seventh doctor and ghost light. It's a ghost story with the seventh doctor and ace. Um, really great episode. Uh, one of, one of his best, certainly. Um, then we have the Eighth Doctor with the Time of the Daleks, which again, as we talked about, is the Daleks and uh, Shakespeare. So, Great. what's not fun about that? <laughs> Who's not looking forward to that? Um, <laughs> if if we could get a Dalek saying "to be" or "not to be," uh, would be uh, or, good. That, that's what was that? What was that, that collar that Shakespeare would wear in his portraits? That like, oh really yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can we get that? That would be good. Um. And then we go into the new Who era with uh, wall-to-wall bangers, starting with our final Ninth Doctor story, Bad Wolf and the Parting of Ways. Um, then the then we get the season two finale, Army of Ghosts and Doomsday for the Tenth Doctor. Jesus. And then the series five finale, Pandorica opens and the Big Bang for the Eleventh Doctor. And then Listen by the Twelfth Doctor. Wow. This 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 season cannot be touched. <laughs> it just can't be touched. That's like three I I'm I'm excited too. I love doing the show, but my animal brain reaction was that's like three two parters in a row. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. But holy shit. Wow. Um so that's the reason I want to turn this around pretty quickly. Um, it's not for you listeners. It's just because that sounds like a banger of a good time. <laughs> so I'm like excited to get to it. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, assuming that, um, you know, if we whatever date we get for the next special or whatever is going to happen, um, uh, hopefully Rusty Davies um, continues his, uh, you know, his eras uh, uh, sort of open book mentality on like when the next episode of Doctor Who is going to air. Cause mm. like that was my favorite thing about his era is that like you'd get the finale 
And in the finale that was in the summer, you'd get a trailer for the Christmas special that you would be getting like, you know, five to, to six months later. Um, and then at the end of the Christmas special, you'd get the first trailer for the new season. I loved that about his era, and I hope we get a return to that um, with him taking over. And I would love nothing more than to see a trailer for the next episode of, of Doctor Who, whatever that next special happens to be, um, with maybe a date for when it will air. That would be nice. Um, but uh, all that say, being said, yeah, please. Yeah, Power of the Doctor. And then hopefully we'll be back early next year with Series 10. Um, that's that's so, my plan anyway. This will be the last episode that we record before without having watched Power of the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Correct. And so I just want to say, uh, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I have... This is the most I have been outright dreading a regeneration since 10. Wow. Like Matt Smith, I was like, man, you've been ready to go. Like, let's get this. Let's, <laughs> let's do this. Let's start. Sure. Like had fun. And 12 two, I was like, man, what a run. I can't wait to see how this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like 13, it really is like, I'm, I'm, it's going to hurt. And yeah. I am not emotionally prepared. And you just kind of want to checkmark that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think for me, I think I was more dreading the end of 12, but it was just because I was like so unsure about Chibnall taking over the show. Um, and I, I feel a little justified in that feeling. But, <laughs> um, but it was I was just a little like so like that was more like, oh, we're losing another showrunner less than like losing 12. I wasn't super concerned about that. Mm. I, I love 12, but yeah, he had a good long run and it was, it was, it was good. There were a lot of really high moments, high watermarks. Um, but losing Moffat to Chibnall, I was like, Ooh, I don't know. So I was a little unsure about that. Um, but I am dreading the end of 13 just from this, the, the, the specific element that like I don't feel like she ever got her moment yeah and I'm dreading this episode happening and her regenerating and still not getting her moment and I will be really heartbroken if that's what happens Mm. that like she has an entire era of the show where she never gets her moment but hey the fifth doctor never gets his moment until his final story, and it, he goes out on an absolute, maybe like the best classic Who Doctor Who story, period. And his moment is his final story. Right. So maybe that's what will happen here, fingers crossed. Cass, what are you feeling going into this? I I think I'm just like, well, I'm not enthused. I I can tell you that much. Like, <laughs> I I'm like really worried about like, how I'm going to feel like during the episode and like after the episode, because like, I know that I like when they announced that uh, Jodie Whittaker was going to be the doctor, I was like so excited and like so happy. And I feel like it's just been like really disappointing. Um, And I know a lot of people really like this era, um, which like power to them, but I, it, I, I wish it was more for me. Um, and I, I, it's, it just sucks. Cause like flux came out like a year ago. Like it came out in like October of last year. We got like six episodes and then like 
that was it. So like her era is Holy so shit. short, and like I think I'm I'm mostly I mo- cannot yeah. believe it's been a year. <laughs> I'm oh mostly mourning I'm like having like... an existential crisis right now. <laughs> I think I'm mostly mourning like the um, lack of of um of like missed potential. You know, like the lack mm-hmm. of of content with her is is where I'm at. I think yeah. I understand this is proving both of your points, but you both forgot uh, Legend of the Sea. Oh, right, yeah. But I mean, like that was like one episode yeah. in like what's February, April? March, March, like Easter, yeah, yeah, yeah. March. Or someone April, on the something like that. Someone on the Discord pointed this out, and I'm sorry I don't have their name uh, in, in my head, but like they pointed out that like Power of the Doctor basically has no momentum or runway in its favor, right? The way that Time of the Doctor or uh uh. Uh, Mark Gatiss is from World War One, um, and like that, that it felt those both felt like had more momentum or like you know build up. And this is like what from Flux and Sea Devils are going. This is basically a standalone episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I I gotta be honest. I think that like I mean we'll see what this looks like, but I'm so angry about about the Sea Devils. Because, like, I understand their instinct of just being like, oh, let's just have a fun romp for this one. But, like, also, it's like, she's about to die. Yeah. Can we, like, tell a story that matters? Like, that, like, we care about? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe you don't have the, conversa- the conversation they have just, like, quietly on a beach. Like, maybe, like, let's raise the stakes and have, like, an exciting episode that, like, has that leads us into the regeneration and forces them to have that conversation that they have on the beach. Um, I, it just, it just feels so like, ah, slapped together and just mm-hmm. not, it wasn't as fun as they wanted it to be. I don't think. And I just, I'm, 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 I'm upset about it. I'm actually upset about it. <sighs> I think a lark, uh, 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 of like, let's just do one for fun. Like the sea devils would have played better if they had like unequivocally totally sucked the landing on flux. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like, that was so crazy. You just did, like, a six-part serial and it all tied together. That was so nuts. Yeah, please. Let's have just a fun pirate adventure. Like, we've earned that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, like, looking back at her era now, and I'm, like, trying to remember, like, what what would be, what what is the one that I'm going to say, like, oh, that's my favorite episode of 13? Because it's tough because there's there's, like, a few really good episodes of Flux. I mean, obviously, there's that Angel episode, mm-hmm. which is just, like killer but it leads directly into the next one it has that cliffhanger and so it's like i can't really say that that's my favorite episode because it's like not a concluded episode so i almost wonder if my favorite episode is the new year special from from this year oh the time loop Um, one oh yeah that was good yeah the time loop one which i think is a, a stellar episode of any doctor who let alone 13 i think that one might be my favorite one you know, Scott, you, you mentioned last week with the lodger, the most you or a couple of days ago with the lodger, the most pumped you've been as a as a Who fan is the the little girl tea, the reg the regeneration mm-hmm. of like yeah. whoa, what is that? And I think similarly the most hyped I've ever been for the Jody Whitaker era, or the most I felt the most collective spirit bomb energy of the fandom <laughs> was uh that epic cliffhanger at the end of the the Angels episode. And yeah. Like that also didn't pan out just like no. the cliffhanger with, but like at that moment where she turned into an angel, we were like, 
whoa, Doctor Who, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, man. I also really like that Centauran episode from Flux. That's really good. That's a really good episode. Um, <laughs> I really like that Centauran episode. A a thing I never thought I would say. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, he accomplished that at uh, least. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He redeemed the Centaurans. Um, uh, so, but uh, I, I'm I glad know. it's not going to be. I'm glad it's not too long of a wait. You know, mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. we're going to be back talking about all the emotions we felt or didn't feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's interesting because it's it's. I I don't think the actual runtime has been announced yet, but it is feature length. They've oh. said that it is. A feature length episode. Okay. Um, and I don't. I, I. I. assume that means ninety minutes. Um, but you know, who knows? We'll see. But I'm. I'm hoping for a barn burner. I'm really hoping for something that feels like a Doctor Who movie. Um, you know, give me, give me, give me something really big. Give me. I don't know. I just. It's going to be tough for them to earn her regeneration. I think. Um. Because her era has felt so slight mm. that, like, the fact that she's going to die in the next episode is just, like, how? Why? What What could possibly bring that a- along and earn that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. <sighs> well, uh, we'll check back in. Yeah. Yep. So we'll hear from us again in, um, let's see, you guys are hearing this on the 9th. So, like a couple of weeks, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, uh, presumably, to talk about the power of the Doctor. So, there it is. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye, Sherlock. Sure.